blood of Jesus. Amen. Well, we had a wonderful prayer meeting uh, here Saturday night and appreciate everyone that uh, has been coming to our Saturday night prayer meetings. Uh, we will continue uh, the remainder of this month. And on the last Saturday of this month, we're going to be having a live prayer uh, service. And so the full band will be here and uh, we'll be worshiping from six till seven. And uh, we'll have uh, someone uh, step up every 10 minutes and pray over a different topic. And uh, we'll just cover all the needs. And it'll just be a wonderful time. We've just been having a a great time of personal prayer. And we started this year out uh, fasting and praying. And today I'm going to be preaching and laying out our year of 2022. And uh, we just know that God wants to do some amazing things. Uh, You know, Martin Luther said, you can no more be a Christian without prayer as you can be alive without breathing. Prayer is so important. The opportunity you have to talk to God, to get along with God. God's a prayer answering God. Amen. You know what the Bible declares that he inhabits the praises of his people. And he was worthy today of honor. He's worthy of our worship. And so this morning, as we come into a time of worship, here at the Lord's house, we we love our time. We value our time of worship. This is your time to get with God. This is your time to pour your heart out to God. Whether you sit or stand or kneel or coming to the altars, you're free to worship. But put everything else aside. Forget about what you're going to eat for lunch and what the week holds. Just come and open your heart. I've got a word for you this morning. We got to get on the road to recovery. We're declaring 2022 the year of recovery. Today's just the beginning of what God wants to do. And so let's open our heart and let's say, Lord, what do I need to recover from? We're going to cover five different things today, but there's many, many things. What What are you going through? What do you need to recover from? Come on, come. Let's worship today. Let him begin to work in our hearts. Let's let's stand. And you're welcome. Come fighting. But Lord, we're not fighting in the natural. Our weapons are not carnal. But they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Father, today we come with praise. We come with a voice of triumph. We come today with excitement. We come today to pursue our enemies and recover all. Father, today we come believing that you are able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think. So today we step out by faith. It may seem like we're surrounded by our trouble. It may seem like the enemy has surrounded us. Sickness has surrounded us. Oppression and depression and trouble from every side and we feel surrounded but father today open our eyes and let us realize that our God surrounds all of us surrounds us and protects us you're an armor and we're mighty through God no weapon formed against us will prosper but we are victorious So, Lord, today we fight on our knees. We fight through prayer. And we don't just fight, but we win 
because you win. So we just declare it today. Come on, everybody say it with me. I win. I win. I recover in Jesus' name. Come on, give Jesus a big hand clap. You may be seated today. Where's all my kids? Pre-K through fifth grade. It's kids' church time. <laughs> all right. So, parents, the, the kids are starting a brand new series today. So for the next six or eight weeks, you don't want, to, you don't want your kids to miss uh, anything that's going on in kids' church. It's going to just be a wonderful time. And uh, man, they're going to grow and learn, and it's going to be a it's going to be a good time. And so we want you to get get those kids here, and you know, get involved in everything that's happening on Wednesday nights. Uh, we have, of course, our youth group from sixth uh, to twelfth grade, our pivot class from um, eighteen to thirty. And that's single or married. We have our adults here in the auditorium. And, of course, our kids in the class. And in Sunday morning, of course, our kids' church. And so, you know what? Whatever's happening, be sure to pick up a calendar and see what's going on. And uh, don't miss anything. Be involved in what's happening this year. Some Just some wonderful, wonderful things. I mean, it's just, just wonderful to see in your house today. Man, what a, I, I love my little section over here, family. Amen. Good to see Sabrina and Jamie and... Connor and London and Brianne and Roxanne. Yesterday was Roxanne's birthday. And a happy birthday to her. We celebrated. And uh, Jamie and Sabrina, we don't get to see them very often, but always an honor when they uh, come in the house. So he's got on his cowboy jersey. He's ready for the game. And uh, I think you're going to the game, aren't you? Yeah, so I'll preach, I'll preach fast. What time's the game? Oh, you got plenty of time. Plenty of time. <laughs> oh, praise the Lord. Somebody say God is good. Amen. 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 So we're going we're gonna to just uh, kick off today. This is uh, normally what I would preach on the first Sunday. But man, Pastor Marcelo did a fantastic job. Did he not? Amen. And uh, then uh, last week, Pastor Elias. Did, did y'all enjoy those stories? <laughs> oh, listen, he, Pastor Elias, he has some stories. So he had a... Uh, if you didn't get to hear that message, you go watch it. He had just got back from Nicaragua, and he had some uh, fun things to tell us. But uh, I appreciate these guys stepping in, and um, it's, it's, I appreciate it. But today we're kicking off our 2022. And uh, I had been praying, and normally, I mean, I, I just have a, a, you know, November, December. I mean, the Lord's already dealing with me. I, I'm kind of knowing where we're headed, and I was getting nothing. I told him on Wednesday night, I said, I don't have anything but adopt a Jew in 22. And I didn't even know what that meant. I said, I have no idea. What, so I have no idea what's going on. And uh, anyway, I, I, was, uh, I was leaving y'all's house and uh, running an errand, going to McCoy's, as I did about a hundred times. And uh, I was sitting at the red light. And I was looking over at 7-Eleven and thinking about, you know, all those Slurpees machines and all they're going to have down in there. <laughs> uh, Laredo Taco, and I was just you know just watching the progress and watching all the work, and um, I was just standing, sitting there looking, waiting on the light to turn, and I looked up at the sky, and in a moment, just a flash, just a moment, the Holy Spirit just spoke to my heart, and I heard this story that I'm about to share with you, 
And uh, I, I heard this one verse. And so our theme this year uh, is coming from 1 Samuel chapter 30 and verse number 8. And I want you to get this in your spirit. I want you to begin to, to memorize it and learn it. And this needs to just be the theme uh, of your house as it is our house and uh, the Lord's house. And in a moment, as I was sitting there at the red light, the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart and said, the year of recovery. And as I said, the Lord just downloaded this story into my mind. And it hadn't been that long ago since I had read it and, and we ministered on it. Uh, but I just want to bring you some new things today. And then uh, just as we've been, I've just been thinking on it and praying on it. And the Lord's been putting some things in my spirit. And so I want you to get a hold of this word today. And I want us all to get on the road to recovery. Amen. Amen. So turn in your Bibles to uh, 1 Samuel uh, chapter number 30. And I'm not only going to read a few verses, uh, but I want to just give you the kind of the, the uh, just the synopsis of what's going on. So David, uh, we know the story of David. He grows up. I mean, God's anointed him. He's anointed to be king. Uh, but now the king is jealous of him and uh, tries to kill him. And he is running for his life. And he goes out. And the Bible says everyone that's distressed and discouraged and in debt. I mean, he pulled together a motley crew of people. And they all came together. And he became their leader. And they became kind of like uh, a little uh, kind of mercenaries. They were for hire. Uh, kind of like the A-Team. Anybody ever watched the A-Team back in the 80s? Some of y'all not old enough to know. Uh, and, here, and they would go out and they would just, whoever would hire them, they would go and they would fight. And so David and his men have been out and they've been fighting the Philistines and, and, and they've been doing all kind of things. And now they are taking a break. They're coming home. How many, how many, this, it doesn't even matter if it's vacation. There's something about going home. Man, after a long day's work, after you've been on a trip, after something, headed home. And the anticipation, I can't wait. Home, home just smells different, doesn't it? You walk in the house and, I mean, just the, 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 the smells. Some, every now and then I walk in and it smells supper cooking. <laughs> Not all the time. Sometimes. Uh, you, 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 you just, it, there's nothing like your chair. Nothing like your bed. There's nothing like being at home after a hard day and relaxing. And these men have been out and they've been fighting and warring. And they're thinking about their wives. And they're thinking about their children. And they're thinking about all that they're going home to. And they come over the hill. And the scene... It's nothing like they have been imagining. Because while they were gone, the enemy has come and attacked. And we pick the story up in 1 Samuel chapter 30. And let's just read down here. And I'm going to read down through verse 8. And that's our theme. And we're going to uh, go from there. And it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziglag on the third day. And the Amalekites had invaded the south. And Ziglag and smitten Ziglag and burned it with fire. And had taken the women captive that were therein. They slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city and behold, it was burned with fire. And their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captive. 
Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and they wept until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives were taken captives. Ahinom, the Jezreelite, and Abigail, the wife of Nabal, the Carmelite. And David was greatly distressed. For the people spake of stoning him. Because the soul of the people was grieved. Every man for his sons and daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord. Can we just stop right there and just go ahead and say self? Be encouraged. Sometimes there's nobody else to encourage you. Sometimes everyone else is in as bad a shape as you are. Sometimes people are going through the same things and you don't have that cheerleader. There's times that you just have to dig deep and encourage yourself. And David said to Abathar the priest, Ahimelech's son, I pray thee bring me hither the ephod and Abathar brought him the ephod to David. Now, we don't have time to get into all that. The ephod, the high priest, they use it to, to inquire of the Lord. And uh, it, it, this was very special. And so David said, bring it to me. I, I, I got to do some praying. How many knows it's what we've been doing in January, given this year? We don't know what this year holds. We don't know what's going to be around the horizon. We don't know, I mean, what we're going to come home to tomorrow. But I'm telling you, God knows what's ahead. And when we inquire of the Lord, when you pray, amen, God is already working in 22 when we're just now getting here. And David inquired of the Lord. Saying, shall I pursue after this troop? There's a lot of you today that have some questions about 2022. What, what, what do I do? What, what, where do I go? What, what, what's my business move? What's my relation? What's my family? What's my kids? What, what, what do I need to do about this pandemic? What do I need to do uh, uh, about the requirements? What's this? What's that? Do I wear a mask? Do I don't wear a mask? Do I get a shot? Do I not get a shot? What? There's a lot of questions. Say, Pastor, what do I do with all my questions? You take them to the Lord. David inquired of the Lord. You pray and you say, Lord, what, what, what do you, would you have me to do? And David said, Lord, he inquired of the Lord and said, shall I pursue? Lord, do I chase them down? Do I go after my wife? Do I go after my children? Are they lost forever? Is there any hope? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him. Can I tell you today? God answers prayer. If you talk to God, he'll answer you. If you'll pray, if you ask, amen, there's no question too hard. God's not intimidated, but he's not caught off guard by your questions. But if you ask, if you're sincere, amen, wait upon the Lord and he'll answer. And David said, Lord, these guys want to kill me. They're mad. They've lost their family, their children. I've lost my family, my children. And should, should I go after them? And I want you to listen to what the Lord re replied. And this is our theme this year. And he answered, Pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them, and without fail recover all. Oh, somebody say, recover all. 
What does it mean to recover? This is what I wanted to talk to you about this morning as we lay out a plan. Uh, Sister Anna Bastunas, we're, we're praying for her. Uh, she had surgery uh, this, this past week and we're believing the Lord for complete restoration and healing. And she's going to begin her uh, some treatments here in the next week or so. But she sent me a text and she, she helped me. She said, Pastor, I'll help you with your message. And so she looked up in the 1828 dictionary, uh, Webster's, and uh, she looked up the word recovery. And so I just want to share some things with you from this today. And then we're going to look at five areas uh, that we want to recover in. And uh, so number one, recovery. The act of regaining, retaking, or obtaining possession of anything lost. Has anybody lost anything this year or last year? I mean, we lost some time. We lost some money. We lost some, we've lost some uh, relationships. There's been a lot of things. Some health has, has been lost. But, you know, the very first thing we want to do is regain it. Reclaim it. And take possession again. Number two, the restoration from sickness or apparent death. So, I got to thinking about recovery. And I thought, well, what's the opposite of recovery? I mean, either you recover... Or you, you die. I mean, either when you're sick, you're either going to get over it or you don't. And so we're believing for recovery. We're believing that we're going to have restoration from sickness or apparent death. Number three, the capacity of being restored. Oh, don't you want to be restored? Hey, we want to restore our health. We want to restore our mind. We want to restore our relationship. We want to restore our finances. We want to be restored, amen, to what we once had and even better. The last one, the obtaining of right to something by a verdict or judgment of court from an opposing party in a suit. Brother John, just here last week at prayer meeting, and the Lord's just really been speaking to him how the Bible talks about that we can bring accusation against the devil, that the enemy, when he steals from you, that you can go to the Lord and, and, and bring accusation against him. And if he's found guilty, he has to pay it back, what? Sevenfold. Not seven times, sevenfold. And John did that sevenfold, and that's like 64 times. I'm telling you, it's time that we begin to come before God and we begin to bring the enemy. We begin to bring those things that have come against us. Amen. That sickness, that disease, that thought, that, that thing that taken us captive. And we say, Lord, I'm bringing this to you. I'm not trying to judge it myself. I'm bringing it to you. You're the great judge. And if you judge it, you make the enemy pay me back. So let's talk about five things that we want to see on the road to recovery. Number one, we want to recover from a bad spiritual condition. Number two, a bad mental condition. Number three, a bad physical condition. Number four, a bad relational condition. And then number five, a bad financial condition. These are five conditions. Now, there's many, many more, and there's offshoots of all of these. But I just want to uh, cover uh, these this morning and try to get us, amen, how many wants to get to a healthier place? A wealthier place. 
Amen. A place of blessing. I don't want to always be in the valley. I don't want to always be in the mully grubs. I don't want to always be down and depressed. I don't want to always be down and out. Amen. Sometimes I want to be up. Can I get an amen? I want to be happy sometimes. I want to feel good sometimes. Amen. This too shall pass. I've only been in this boot a week. I'm already tired of it. I got about eight more to go. But you know what? Before I know it, it'll pass. I had this other one done in August. By December, I was back in a shoe and back going. And now I'm walking. It's fine. You know, there's just a memory. But you know what? Every time I take my shoe off and I look at that foot, guess what I see? A scar. See, there's the, the, the memory of what happened to you may always be there, but the pain of what happened to you shouldn't always be there. If the pain of your circumstance, if the pain of your injury is still there, you haven't recovered. Allie's in, in nursing school getting ready this, this spring to graduate. And uh, she, she's been, ever since high school, doing uh, the sonograms and, and EKGs, that's right, and, and checking hearts. And you know what? Uh, I, I'm sure by now she knows what's normal and what's abnormal. You, you can just see, you just know. And we know in our lives. I mean, sometimes when our body's not feeling right, it's not working right. Something's not right. Something's not normal. Something. And if, if you've got constant pain, something's wrong. You better go to the doctor and get it checked out. You better inquire. You better go do something. Don't just, you know, yes, we pray, we believe. But at some point, you might need to go have something checked. And then... Sometimes you got to go through surgery. That fixes. Sometimes the Lord fixes it. Sometimes it's medication. But when you recover, you, when you get over, you don't have that same pain. You don't have that same issue. You, you, you get things fixed and leveled out and the, the, the pain uh, subsides. And that's how I know my first week was terrible. This week's better. I am Not recovered. Pastor Marcello talked about the recovery room and the different phases and the different phase one and two and all that. And then you're ready to go home after certain things happen. I am not recovered, but I'm in recovery. Some of you have recovered from things. How many has ever recovered from something? Yeah, we've all had something. We were sick and we recovered from it. Now, we may have a scar from it. We may have a story from it. We may remember it. But, but it doesn't still bother us. And, and there may be other things that we face that we have to recover from. But there's these five things I want to talk about today. And number one is a bad spiritual condition. That is, God, that is the most important thing is your relationship with God. Because everything else hinges on these. Listen, you can be healthy, wealthy, you can be wise, you can be in perfect health and die and go to hell. You listen to me if you're watching online today and you do not know Jesus. It doesn't matter how. You're focused on your career. You're focused on fame and fortune. You, what does it matter if you gain the whole world and lose your soul? 
Today, I want to see people begin to recover from a bad spiritual condition. As we were at prayer meeting last night, and I was sitting right here on the front seat, and uh, they had worship going, and all of a sudden, the word that came to my heart was radical transformation. And I just began to declare that. Amen. That I want to see people. Amen. You know what? There, there's some just good people. They're just good. They don't, they're not doing anything wrong. They're not, I mean, they're not committing any big sins, but they just don't have a relationship with Jesus. And they need to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. There's kids, there's teenagers, there's moms and dads, but then there are those who are lost in sin. Amen. There are those like the prodigal son. They're in the pig pen. They're wallowing. They're addicted. Amen. To drugs and alcohol and all kind of things. Amen. But the power of Jesus Christ, the gospel of Jesus Christ is the power unto salvation. Amen. And we can see people's lives transformed. Do you know anybody? Do you have anybody in your family that needs a radical transformation? People that sometimes we give up on, that we go, they're, 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 they're hopeless. No, 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 no. They might be on your be beyond your help, but they're not beyond God's help. And that's where you've got to begin to turn on. Maybe you've got a child, a son, a daughter, a spouse. Maybe someone is away from God. They're running from the purpose and the calling of God. And they're like Jonah. But I'm telling you, God can get a hold of them and send a big fish to swallow them up and put them in a position to where they're crying out to God. And you know what? God can do a radical transformation in their life. Whether you're sitting in this building today, whether you're watching online, if you do not have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, if you've not given your heart, if you've not confessed your sins, amen, he said in 3 John 1, 2, Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. He's more concerned about your eternity. He's more concerned about your eternal soul. I'm more concerned about where you're going to spend eternity than just what's happening down on earth today. But thank God, once we take care of that, He's going to do some things down here too. Amen? And we can't, we can't get away from the purpose and the calling of God. We can't get away from God's eternal destiny. The whole reason He sent His Son, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever should believe in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. The greatest thing that you can recover from is a bad spiritual condition. Sin is a disease that will destroy your soul. Sin will torment your mind. Sin will take you further than you want to go and keep you longer. Sin will destroy. The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So the first thing that we want to recover from and we want our children to recover from and our teenagers and our moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas and it should be your daily prayer for those family members that do not know Jesus as their Lord and Savior is Lord, save my loved one. Save my child. Save my, my spouse. Save my kids. Lord, bring them into a relationship with you. Let them hear the gospel. Lord, wherever they're at, 
Let the gospel work in their heart. And let them come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. If you can recover from that spiritual condition, and once you give your heart and life to Jesus, listen, it, it doesn't mean life just becomes a bed of roses. Oh, that's when the devil will really start fighting you. Oh, but thank God when you give your heart to Jesus and He becomes Lord of your life and He, he, he begins to lead and guide and direct you and you walk with Him and He walks with you. Amen. He leads you in the path of righteousness for His namesake. He'll begin to lead you into recovery in all these other areas. But we want to get our soul and our heart right with God first. And I pray today, if you're not where you need to be, you'll get that way before we leave. It doesn't take but a moment. We said it last Sunday. I'm sorry. So we tell the Lord, I'm sorry. Make things right with God. Number two, we want to recover from a bad mental condition. Look at your neighbor and say, are you, are you mental? What? <laughs> you ever wonder? <laughs> you listen, look at somebody and you go, they, 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 got, they got problems. They've got some mental issues. Listen, all of us have had some mental issues. Stinking thinking. You ever had stinking thinking? Stinking thinking will live to stinking actions, which will live, lead to stinking decisions, lead to stinking uh, problems, and it, the results are stinking. It's no good. It's a downhill. You know, Henry Ford, anybody know Henry Ford? Yeah. Uh, I like Ford. I drive a Ford. You know what, Henry? Henry Ford said a lot of good things, but I like this one quote. If you think you can, or you think you can't, you're right. If you think you can, or you think you're, you can't, you're right. Because see, recovery, so much of it begins... Right here. This is the biggest battlefield. If you can win here, you can win everywhere else. Because your thinking, it, it will determine your attitude, will determine your altitude. You wonder why you're all down and depressed and discouraged and always in the bully grubs? It's because of your thinking. Listen, I can think myself sad or I can think myself happy. It depends on what you think about. Romans 8, chapter, uh, chapter 8, verse 5 through 8, says that the spiritual mind it is to be, is, is to be uh, in relationship with God. But it says to be carnally minded is enmity against God. For to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So let me ask you a question. Do you want life and peace or do you want death? Yeah, starts right here. I mean, once we've made a decision to follow Christ and give Him our heart, and we take care of our eternal destiny, now that we've got to begin, the Bible says to, that your mind needs to be transformed by the renewing of the Word of God. You see, that's why it's important to read this Word. You say, but I don't understand it all. Maybe not, but guess what? 
Your spirit and your soul and your mind are getting it and it is transforming. It's like com- computers. It's, it's rewriting and it's, it's, re- it's changing the program. And every now and then, you just need to reboot. Oh, sometimes I, just, I, wish, I wish sometimes I could just do a hard reset. Erase all the bad memories and erase all the bad and just start over. But you know what? Then I get to thinking about that. I go, no, 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 no. I don't want to do that because I don't want to erase all the good that's happened. Along with, yes, bad stuff has happened. But what about the stories of how I overcame that bad? How about how God worked in that? And so we begin to, to, to rewire our brain. Amen. Our brain, first of all, was, it was carnal. It was flesh. It was about what I wanted to do. It's a selfish. And, and it was about living for me. And then I gave my heart and life to Christ. And I began to read the Word of God. And God began to transform my mind. And I began to realize it's about Him. And it's about others. And I began to shift my, my whole paradigm. And I began to see things different. And I began to realize that, wait a minute, I'm not here to be served, but I'm here to serve. I'm here to humble myself and love. And I begin to change my mind. Get a new mindset. And realize that, Lord, I want to please you. As Philippians 4.8 said, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true. Did you know a lot of people are thinking about things that are not even true? You're reading stuff. You, 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 you're taking Facebook like it's the gospel. And now you're all upset and you're thinking about it and you're contemplating and it's not even true. Somebody made it up. Whatsoever things are true. Whatsoever things are honest. Whatsoever things are just. Whatsoever things are pure. Whatsoever things are lovely. Whatsoever things are of a good report. If there's any virtue. If there's any praise. Think on These things. How much better would your day be if you only thought on things that were pure, true, lovely, honest, and of a good report? Man, we would find we'd be a lot happier, wouldn't we? But we think on things that are dishonest and untrue and impure and evil and it torments our mind. We make bad decisions. So I want, to get, I want us to get on the road of recovery in our mind. You know what? You can have a mental breakdown. You can get so overwhelmed. But I'm telling you today, you can recover from a bad mental condition. You can change your thoughts. You can change your patterns. You can change your desires. You can the, the, the way, And you know what? Out of the abundance of the heart, the, what? the mouth speaks. As you begin to change your mind and your mindset and your thinking, it begins to get into your heart. And as it gets into your heart, it'll change your confession. Your bad th- words will become good words. Because your bad thoughts become good thoughts. Which get into your heart, which comes out of your mouth. Doesn't take you long to find out where a people is, where a person is mentally. They open their mouth and it comes out, doesn't it? And then we want to recover from a bad physical condition. We, we, we talk about uh, this year 
at all that's happening, the pandemic, and people we have people in quarantine right now. They're not sick. They just were exposed, and some people with sniffles and this and that. And there's all kind of bugs going around. But you know what? I'm believing that we're going to recover. Matthew chapter 10, verse 1. And when he called his disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and disease. I'm telling you, church, it's time that we rise up and that we don't have fear, but we rise up in faith and we begin to declare, not only am I going to recover, but my household is going to recover, my neighbors are going to recover, my friends are going to recover, and if I find somebody that's not recovered, I'll lay hands on them and they'll recover. Say, Pastor, I... I don't know if I can do that. Yes, you can. Because the Bible declared it. He declared it. That was the great commission. That's what Jesus said, right? As he got ready to go away. Amen. He gathered them together. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. Tell them they need to recover from a bad spiritual condition. Change their destiny. Get them saved. Born again. Preach the gospel. What's the gospel? The good news. You are a sinner. But Jesus came and died on the cross. And if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved. That's the gospel. Go you into all the world and preach the gospel. Help people recover from a bad spiritual condition. And then, he said, if they believe, they'll be saved. If they believe not, they'll be damned. But these signs shall follow them that believe. How many would say today, you're a believer? Somebody say, I'm a believer. Okay. Well, it said, these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they'll cast out devils. How many devils you cast out lately? And I'm not talking about throwing your husband out. That's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, well, I kicked my kid out last week. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm telling you, in this world, we have, we're, we're dealing with powers and principalities and spiritual wickedness. But we, as a believer, claim it when the enemy comes, the Bible says when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit will raise up a standard. And we have the authority to say, in the name of Jesus, devil, you have to go. You cast out devils. You'll speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not harm them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. We're declaring this 2022 to be the year of recovery. But you know what? We can be a part of the recovery process. Amen. We begin to pray. We believe. Amen. We say, Lord, I'm going to recover from a bad spiritual condition. I'm getting my heart right. I'm getting my spirit right. I'm making things right with you. I'm making things right with others. I'm going to go tell Uncle uh, Uncle whoever and Aunt Susie, I'm sorry. I'm going to make it right with my cousins. I'm going to make it right with my neighbor. I'm going to make things right with my co-worker I'm going to say I'm sorry I shouldn't have talked like that I shouldn't have acted that way and we're going to get things right the Bible says that Jesus grew in favor with God and with man a lot of people want to have a good relationship with God but they don't like people the Bible said if you say you love God But you hate your brother. You are a liar, liar, pants on fire. (laughs) 
I saw a little thing the other day. It said, if, uh, if, that, if that saying, liar, liar, pants on fire, was really true, watching the news would be a lot more fun. <laughs> oh, they'd all be on fire, wouldn't they? As we begin to recover from it in our spirit, then we recover in our health. We begin to do, listen, do whatever you need to do. Get on some antibiotics. Come on, get on some vitamin C and some zinc and some B12. Come on, perk up. Get you, get yourself in good condition. Get in the gym. Go with Pastor Marcello down to the obstacle course. He'll put you through it. Begin to exercise. Begin to eat right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that. I thought about that right after I ate that bag of donut holes this morning. I said, I'm going to do better tomorrow. (laughs) Do whatever we can to begin to recover. And then let's go out to others and begin to declare the word of God. Lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I'm telling you, Allie, don't just just walk in there and give somebody a shot. But under your breath, amen, you can begin to just pray and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, heal them. And that will do a whole lot better than that shot. We have that authority as believers to minister to the needs of the sick. And then to heal bad relationships. You know what a bad relationship is? If you don't, you're not in one. If you're in one, you know what it is. You know what a bad relationship's like. A bad friendship. A bad working relationship. I'm telling you, God wants to you to recover from bad relationships. I want to see marriages restored this year. I want to see families restored. Parents and children, siblings, co-workers, neighbors. I'm telling you, the division is time. I say it all the time at funerals. Eternity is too long to be wrong. And life is too short to be mad. It's time to make things right. Recover from a bad relational experience. Jesus said, and I I I quoted it a while ago, Luke 2.52, Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Oh, I, I pray that you have a relationship with God, but I'm praying God heals your relationships with each other. As you begin to love God, as you begin to receive His forgiveness, you're going to want to be able to give that forgiveness. I pray the Lord... You know, there, there's some relationships that are so damaged, you don't know how they can be repaired. And it'll take a miracle. But how many knows that God's in a miracle business? So don't, 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 don't say anything is impossible. Before, with God, all things are possible. And so begin to think right now, what, what relationship do you need to see recovered? Is it a marriage? Is it a friendship? Is it, is it children? Is it a sibling? What, what, what's going on? Where are you at today? You know, so many times we, we just get happy. We, we, we get, it's okay. I, I've been mad so long, I don't even know why I'm mad, but, you know, I don't care if it's ever fixed. The problem is, is what's so sad is a lot of times people pass and we never have opportunity to say we're sorry. But if there's a chance, if there's a possibility that a relationship can be restored and that you can recover from that problem, that failure, that miscommunication, that disagreement, that argument, that fight, whatever caused the division. Satan is good at division. But can I tell you, my God is good at restoration. He's good at fixing what's broken. He's the healer of the brokenhearted. 
And I tell you, there's nothing that will break your heart more than a bad relationship in your family. In family with kids and spouses. But thank God, everybody say, I'm going to recover. Let me just run through this last one real quick. You know, they thank God that God made a way. He said, I would. What did he say? I read it to you in the beginning. I would that you prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. God's concerned about our spirit. We're, we're made up body, soul, and spirit. And we want to be healthy in all those arenas. Not just one. And so, get right with God. Let's get right with others. Let's get right in our body. Let's begin to be healthier. Let's get overcome some addictions. Let's begin to be uh, uh, what God wants us to be. And then, let's begin to prosper so that we can do what God has called us to do. Now, if you just want to get rich so you can set up in a big house and be happy and, and, and just take care of yourself and, and not work, I, I don't know how that's going to work. Because you, it's God, the Bible says it's God that gives power to gain wealth. And the reason God gives wealth is so that He can forward His kingdom. And so that He can fulfill, amen, and get the gospel out. If you have a concern for others, others and you have a desire to be a blessing to others and you can be a conduit, God doesn't care how much money He runs through you. And if you live closed fist, you might hold on to the little you have, but you'll never receive more. But if you live open-handed, yes, some will get out. But it won't compare to what flows in. Pastor, how can I recover from a bad financial condition? I've got a couple secrets for you. Number one, Janet, you said it, give. The Bible says, give and it shall be given. Pressed down, shaken together and running over. Shall I cause men to give into your bosom? Malachi declares it. It said, will a man rob God? And they said, no. He said, but you have robbed me. They said, how? He said, in tithe and offerings. 10% of what you make belongs to God. And when you fail to honor God with your tithe, and you don't give God His first, the Bible says the rest of it is cursed. I'm going to tell you something. 90% blessed goes way further than 100% cursed. You say, Pastor, how does it work? How can we figure it out with a pencil? You can't. It's just a principle. When you honor God with your tithe, you read Malachi chapter 3. He said, I'll pour out a blessing that there's not room enough to contain. I'll rebuke the devourer for your sake. Ye shall not destroy the fruit of your ground. Neither shall your vine cast fruit before its time, saith the Lord. He said, but when you don't pay your tithe, he said, it's like putting money in bags with holes in it. It just goes away. So number one, honor God. Pay your tithe. Number two, th- th- this is the secret to wealth. I'm, this is it right here. You don't even have to take the Dave Ramsey course to know this. I'm going to give you the secret. to. How many wants the secret to wealth? To gaining wealth. You ready? Stop spending more than you make. Ta-da! 
Number two, get out of debt. Number three, start saving some money. Learn to save. If you could learn, look look here. If you could learn, right in the beginning, 10% goes to God, 10% goes in savings, and then learn to live on 80%. Basically, Americans live on 110%. We spend everything we make and then put about 10% more on credit card. And it's a cycle. So you, number one, we've got to start spending less. We make, we've got to have some left. Get, honor God first. Then put some up. And then the last thing, once you have some, invest. Learn to invest. Invest in people. Invest in others. Invest in the future. There's all kind of investments out there. There's no... Anything get rich quick don't work. Dave Ramsey says the best way to get rich is get rich slow. But you know what? N- n- number, if you want to recover financially, you, you, you got to do those few things. Learn while you're young, and uh, it'll be good. But you know what? Let, let's, let's deal with number one. Brother Cody, did you uh, tell Talita about that song? Would you do that real quick? Run back there and pull that song up. As I was worshiping last night as we get ready to close, uh, man, I just, I just love this song, and it talks about all that we've seen. We've seen, we we're talking about recovery and relationships and prodigals coming home and cancer healed and there's nothing too hard for God. And then this song said, don't tell me he can't do it. Don't tell me he can't do it. I've seen it. You, I've seen healed. I've seen cancer healed. I've seen God raise people, amen, from death. And we thought there's no way. I've seen it. You can't tell me it's not true. And I know you can recover. But number one, oh, I want you to be blessed. I want you to have finances. I want you to be able to do the things you want to do. And I want you to be healthy. But number one, I want to spend eternity with you in heaven. If you're watching online today, or you're sitting in this building, and you do not have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, if you were to die today, you're not 100% sure you would go to heaven. Today, the very first thing you need to recover from is a bad spiritual condition. You're lost, you're in sin, and you're on your way to hell. But Jesus died on the cross for your sins. He loves you. He wants you to recover from that spiritual condition called sin. And the way He dealt with it was He died on the cross. He shed his blood. And he said, if we confess our sin, he forgives it. Oh, there's nothing better than forgiven sin. It's washed away. All of your past, everything you've said, done, thought, every motive, everything. When you give your heart and life to Jesus, it's forgiven. And you are born again on your way to heaven. And then... The Lord wants to help you to recover in your body, in your mind, in your relationships, in your finances. But first and foremost, I want you to recover from a bad spiritual condition. If you're here today, would you just bow your head with me? Is there one person in this building that would say, Pastor, I I need to recover. I'm in a bad place spiritually. 
I've been away from God. I've been living in rebellion. I'm living in sin. I, 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 I need to ask God to forgive me. I need His mercy. I need salvation today. Please pray for me. His heads are bowed and eyes closed. If that's you, would you just slip your hand up right where you're at? Yes, 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 I see those hands. If you're watching online right where you're at, Come on, just lift your heart to Jesus. Give yourself to Jesus. Get down on your knees right beside your couch or your bed or your chair. Come on, pour your heart out today. Amen. Those of you in the building, would you pray with me? Pray with me at home. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. I'm in a bad condition. But you made a way to change that. You died on the cross. For my sins. Today. I confess. I'm a sinner. I need a savior. Jesus. Come into my life. Be my Lord. Be my savior. Be my friend. I give my life to you today. Transform me. I am. Born again. Father, I just thank you today. Lord, as these are here in this building and those at home have prayed, and I thank you, you've changed their spiritual condition. They're no longer lost, but they're found. They're no longer blind, but they can see. I pray, Lord, you begin to lead them in their relationship with Christ. Father, let them have a hunger for your word. Let them begin to share the gospel with others. Lord, let their life be radically transformed from this moment forward. Father, I just declare the church, the Lord's house, and our houses, we're on the road to recovery. We declare this year a year of recovery. We will pursue and we will recover all. And Father, we thank you that you're healing bodies. You're recovering from every manner of sickness and disease. You're recovering mental states. Lord, you're getting their minds right. They're going to think right and live right and act right. And Lord, you're recovering from relationships. Father, bring homes together. Children together. Spouses together. Siblings together. Co-workers together. Lord, heal broken relationships. Father, restore finances. Let people begin to honor you. With their tithe and their offerings. And Lord let us begin to be wise. Lord and use wisdom. And Lord to begin to do the things financial we need to do for our future. And we call our people blessed today. And for that we say thank you. In Jesus name. In Jesus name. Everybody say amen. Well. Paul Harvey used to say in the rest of the story. So, David said, Lord, do I go? The Lord said, go. Pursue them. You'll get it all. David pursued. Caught up to them. Found a guy they left for dead. Brought him. Gave him some fig cakes and some wine. And got him all uh, back up. And he said, hey. (laughs) You know, the guy that was left for dead wasn't so happy with them either. So he said, I tell you what. If you won't turn me over to my masters, I'll tell you where they're at. He told them where they were at. David then went down there. They were having a party because they were celebrating all their spoils. And David and 400 men went in and completely wiped out the entire group. 
got all of their stuff back, all their kids, all their wives, all their stuff, and all their stuff. And then they came back. I love this little part here. They came back and about 200 men were too weak. They had been fighting the battle. They were some wounded and some of them couldn't go. And David said, y'all stay here by this river with this, all the stuff. Well, they got back and some of the guys had a bright idea. Hey, all these people that didn't go fight, they don't get none of the stuff. We'll give them their wife and their kids, but they don't get none of the stuff. And David said, it shall not be. For those who went to fight and those who stayed home with the stuff get the same amount. And from that day, it became a decree and it became a law. You know what I'm telling you, church? If we'll fight for recovery, everybody will benefit from it. It won't just be you and your family, but everybody around. Amen. When God begins to pour out His favor and His blessings, amen, upon us and we go and recover... Everybody's blessed. Everybody say, this year is my year to recover all that I've lost in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a big hand clap. Miss Amy. Oh, yes. Come on. I'll play it later. Give Miss Amy a hand clap. Yeah. Yeah. I preach too long. I preach longer sitting down because I'm just relaxed than I do when I'm standing up. God bless you.